Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here at Dove Valley. Got back in from snowy Kansas City late last night. Broncos got crushed, nine straight defeats to the Chiefs now. Drew Locke of Palooza brought back down to reality, and hey... Von Miller with some interesting post-game comments. Pretty raw stuff there. Yeah, it was great. And, and, and I like to thank Von Miller because it was a nothing game. I had nothing to write about. From the first quarter on. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, have, I would have probably written about uh, the wide gulf between the Broncos and Chiefs. Von opened the vein. Um, he took the podium. He started talking right away. He doesn't do that. Vic doesn't do that. So there was a message he wanted to get across. It can be interpreted one of two ways. First one is, is he trying to facilitate his exit from the Broncos? Or two, is he taking a shot at John Elway saying, fix this now? Um, at the time, I, I probably would have went in the middle to cop out an answer. But when I think about it, it was a very calculated press conference, very measured. And um, you know, I, I just felt like it was at the beginning of the end. And... We'll see. But, I mean, I'm sure Vaughn, when he talks on Thursday, will say, hey, you know, I was just frustrated. To me, to me, that more was more calculated than just a player emotional after a win saying, blah, 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 things got to change, et cetera. So, um, you know, Vic talked on Monday, which was today, about you chalks up frustration. That's what the head coach is supposed to say. And you got to say, hey, if you're Vic, it's better than a player saying, hey, we got better today. Well, they did. They got blown out 23-3. So, um if they decide to see what's out there for Miller, it's not going to be a first or second round pick. He's 30 years old. It's going to be 31. And uh, he said, you know, maybe he'll get the double digit sacks, but it's an offseason subplot that started in the season. Yeah, two games left. See if Von Miller can get to double digit sacks. He uh, has not gotten to double digit sacks in the full 16 game season. Of course, he's on track to play just 15, having missed the game a couple weeks ago. And he said something interesting that I thought, thought that stood out about hey, you know, you go through one losing season, two losing seasons, three, like, you know, like you're trying to wade through it, right? Now it seems like, as you and Kisler wrote, he's fed up a little bit. He he wants to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Drew Locke is maybe providing a little of that, but you need pieces around him. I mean, throughout the season, Vaughn has mentioned his age not as a detriment. He says, hey, I'm still playing at a high level. I have a lot of years to play. He said, at 30, I may be only halfway through my career. That's what he should say. Yesterday, he mentioned his age a couple of times and his, his experience in a different context that's basically saying, hey, I'm 30, I'm going to be 31 next year when the season starts. Is the door closed on another championship? Is it even cracked? Um, I think he's just looking for signs of hope. He feels he has one in the quarterback. He feels one in Cortland Sutton. But um, And some other pieces, Dalton yeah, Reisner, yeah, Philip Lindsay, et cetera. Look, I think you look on Vaughn's side of the ball, you had Justin Simmons. Everybody else is Kareem Jackson for a couple more years. Yeah, older or a free agent. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be the draft emphasis coming up. They have a lot of picks to play with. You can address a lot of needs. So, I mean, if if you had to say, hey, lay five bucks down and Von Miller's a Bronco next year, I would say yes. Um, because I think John Elway doesn't want to lose that guy. But also think of this. Bradley Chubb's coming off an ACL. You can't count on that going well, even though it appears to be going well. So if you trade one of your best pass rushers and your best one, Bradley Chubb, is a little slow coming back, 
then you got a problem on the edges. Well, and that's a lot of pressure. Even though the Broncos linebacking unit, you could argue, is the deepest part of this team, that is a lot of pressure on Malik Reed, on Alexander Johnson, et cetera, to create that rush. Yeah, I mean, on the edges, they, they have very little depth outside of Malik Reed. I mean, Atachu is a guy they picked up. You know, maybe they bring him back. Inside linebacker, they got some issues. Todd Davis is leading the team in tackles. I don't know if he's going to be back next year. Right. I mean, it's a uh, Alexander Johnson, who's come on strong but unproven guy, yeah. long term. I think they either go after an inside linebacker, heavy free agency, or draft one in the first couple of rounds to say you're in there with Alexander Johnson. Tame the wild stallion. So uh, Devin Bush would have checked that box if they would have taken him tenth overall. That didn't happen. They traded down. So. Uh, this defense has been exposed the last couple of weeks. I don't care that they're good in the red zone. They're giving up big plays to get in the red zone. And uh, thing is, they don't break up a lot of passes. They don't create a lot of turnovers. And they're not tackling well when they are getting blown out yeah. like they, they have yeah, a couple I, times. I, I for like five or six missed tackles yesterday. Thing is, the problem with them yesterday is they couldn't get a hold of the guy. Kansas City looked like they are playing at a different speed. I know in the snow the offense knows where they're going. They're going to have a little bit of an advantage. Travis Kelsey did not look like he was being covered. Travis Kelsey nearly set a career high across the board, has set a season high across the board, uh, 11 catches, 140-some yards, I believe. No touchdowns, but uh, my goodness, like you said, and even Kareem Jackson admitted it postgame, uh, I mean, can you flex on that red zone defense being good? Yeah, to an extent, but if you're still giving up drives to get down there, giving up the threes, those add up, especially when the offense is in neutral as it was yesterday. Well, and you're, you're, you know, you're, if you, even if you give up a field goal, you're not giving your offense any field position. You know, don't let them march 70 yards before tightening up and making a couple stops. So, uh, I mean, they tried defensive backs on Kelsey. It didn't work. Tried linebackers on him. Didn't work. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should put Shelby Harris on him. He's the only guy making plays out there with two sacks. So, that said, switching over to offense, I'll tee up on Noah Fant. I think he's been impressing some people with the way he's fighting through some injuries. You talked to him after the game. What did he say about his shoulder? Yeah, he said uh, shoulder got injured on that fourth and one conversion. The highlight of the Broncos' day offensively, uh, fourth and one conversion in that second quarter. Big gain, set Broncos up inside the 10-yard line for their eventual field goal. But he had to come out on that play, came down on his right shoulder, put a brace back on it, went back in. Now, obviously, dealing with the foot and hip injuries uh, from last week. The foot, most notably, got stepped on in the Houston game. So he was... Didn't practice Wednesday, limited uh, the next few days of practice, and he admitted not getting those reps was tough, but he came out, was a, a part of the plan, even though not as big of a plan you know, as he was in, in past couple games. He's had 100-plus yards receiving a couple times uh, since the Kansas City game where he had those three drops. So October, early in the season, he has those three drops against KC. Tough mental hurdle. He's called it the worst, worst game of his career. But since then, like you said, he's been surging just statistically and fighting off some of this health stuff, gaining some respect around the locker room. I think Noah Fant's proven he can be a guy around here for years to come. Yeah, probably. I mean, he played a season low snaps yesterday because they were probably nursing him at the beginning. Right. Then he got hurt again. And he was on anti-inflammatory stuff for his foot and hip anyway. So he was he was being moderated. Yeah, and I think Kansas City probably did some things on defense to take him away. They took Cortland Sutton away until second quarter, third quarter, whatever. For Drew Locke, I'd throw this game away. I mean, you're playing a team that's better than you. In the snow. At a place the Broncos rarely win. That then led. 
Um, it was a one-dimensional game. For some reason, the Broncos have forgotten how to run it. Not that they're not putting an effort toward it because they have carries. They're just averaging 3.3 last week and 3.4 this week. It's two lowest totals this season. That puts more on the quarterback because if you're trying to run on first and 10 and get stuffed, now you're in second and nine, second and eight. You sort of got to throw. Um, some of the misthrows should be correctable. Um, he threw inside of Lindsay on a second and eight where the, he should have just led Phillip to the sideline. Missed Patrick, missed Hamilton. And Drew's defense, four drops. Uh, back Sut Sutton, Lindsay. And then, uh, but... Yeah, you, and he had the INT, obviously, yeah, the, the I mean, bad INT, and the INT that was negated, the play before. Yeah, I mean, he just got greedy on that one. I didn't like – I don't really – I wasn't a fan of the play call because I think with a young quarterback, when you roll a certain direction, you're cutting the field in half. I think he's smart enough to sort of survey the whole field. Um, but, you know, let's see how he bounces back. I mean, Detroit cannot stop anybody right now. I mean, we'll get into that later in the week. It's supposed to be 55 degrees on Sunday. This should be this should set up for Drew Locke. And that's what if I'm Rich Gangarello, my goal these next two games, obviously you want to win, blah, blah, blah. I want to make sure Drew Locke has some momentum going into the offseason. That means I tailor a game plan toward him. I go out, sling it around a little bit, and I try and score some points. Because if you jump on Detroit, the Lions have no real possibility of coming back. Again, folks, first Orange podcast, Ryan O'Halloran. Kyle Newman, myself, appreciate you listening into the show. Head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the rest of the season and into the offseason. Again, Broncos taking on the Lions this Sunday at Mile High. We'll see if the fan base turns out for that. 19,000-plus no-shows the last game. So we'll see if Drew Lockapalooza can buoy that number heading into Sunday. First Orange Podcast. Until next time, folks, take it easy.